This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the final with Doncaster Rovers 1, Everton 2. Everton not only won a game, they've actually scored two goals, so which goals. is incredible. incredible. It's like London buses, isn't it? Wait for so long for one to come. I love the way you you felt like you had to explain that, Jack. Is that just London buses? I think well, it's, it's just any buses. Saying, isn't it? Yeah. You've gone in early, Jack, with that. So I'm Perfect, all day you, with Jack. it. Perfect. I'm all day with it. Um, I mean, it feels... It, it felt strange seeing the ball go in the back of the net from Everton. Mm. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. Let's get Good, into it? it. Let's get into it. Uh, the manager made some changes to the team. Left Jordan Pickford in goal. A lot of people thought maybe Jarvis Jingle was mm. going to play, but I didn't. No, you went with him, didn't you? Uh, Michalenko in at left back, like we thought. Godfrey Keane, Patterson at right back. And then the midfield, James Garner got his opportunity to play in the middle of midfield with Onana, the core, Lewis Dobbin, Dana, Dan Juma, and Yusuf Chimiti up front. Mm. I'll be honest, the game couldn't have started worse for mm. Everton. They were absolutely woeful from the kick-off and tried the best, Jack, to give Doncaster a goal within 50 seconds, I think it was, with Michael Keane and Jordan Pickford. Yeah, well, as live, I actually missed the initial minutes of the game, so okay. I was just getting in from being in here. Right. But yeah. it, it, from when I started watching the and game, it was um, exactly what you described. You know, Everton had no control of the game. Michael Keane looked at a bag of nerves mm. at the back, you know, carrying his Premier League form over to the cup against lesser opposition. He didn't look above them. Mm. It, it was a worrying performance from the off, and it, it soon materialised itself into a goal for Doncaster, didn't it? Mm. I mean, Ped, that first couple of minutes was... You're always... These games, they're the ones you yeah. want to start on the front foot. Set your tone. Let's show these that you know we are above them as in, in terms of class and everything else. They were just up for it. They, you know what? They weren't physical or anything. They, was just work, they just worked hard. But that first minute, Everton trying to... I don't know what they were trying to do. Michael Keane with a back with a, a I'll knock it back to the goalie without looking mm. where he is. 
and then Jordan Pickford's first touch was horrific and, and it ends up with them getting a corner and then from the corner we just give the lad a free header and he decides to just edit full 50 pence head up in the air. Yeah, set the tone, didn't he? Set the tone for the first half. Um, just players unable to pass the ball to each other and not understanding what the other people were doing, you know, and, and it is... I know it's a it's a it's a snapshot of Everton where we are, certainly where we were last night, of players just not understanding what what their role in and what the next person's role is. Mm. Yeah, you know, I just that first half last night was one of the worst halves of football I've ever watched, and I, and I mean that yeah. I'm not not being like reactionary because it was last night. It was I, I came into the game thinking these are bottom of the of the entire football league. I didn't expect it to be like 5 or 6 nil. by the way. I just expected Everton to do a professional job mm. and get out of there and hopefully get a couple of goals. But the way we went about it, and like you mentioned the team there, like there's no way I would have put Michael Keane in there. I would have gone with Brantway because I just think he needs all the experience he can get. Yeah. Play against the top Premier League players, play against players who play in the lower, get him all the experience. Yeah. Um, but no one... No one grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. Nobody, and and that really disappointed me more, more than anything, more more than just the way we played as well. Is that the likes of Ghana playing centre midfield, Onana? Like I know, I know the statos are all the time. He's amazing, whatever. But he's not amazing because he doesn't grab hold of the game of football. It doesn't matter how you're playing. You need someone to be vocal. You need someone to demand the ball, and we had no one in that first half, and that's why the subs were so. Um, you know, you seen likes of Young come on, and, and mainly the Sagana guy. We thought was brilliant in the second half. The way he just grabbed hold of the game. Yeah. There's no leadership. Michael Keane at the back. You're a thirty year old centre back who's been in the top level for like eight nine years. Why aren't you grabbing hold of the game and like calming people down and talking to them? I thought that was really disappointing. And that and they didn't have to like. They weren't being like you said. They weren't being physical. They weren't being like horrible. There was like just no. It wasn't like there was an atmosphere at the ground. It was it was jovial more than anything else. Just being, just their fans just enjoyed yeah. the game of footy. Didn't and they? I just thought we are we are rudderless here. Like it neither like a shameless goal to be playing. Just grab hold and go away. What are you doing? What are you doing? And that's what really disappointed me in the first half. And. Oh, it was uh, it was horrendous. Uh, the thing that frustrated me is, you know, I've often been going on about what are we trying to do, mm. and people will people will try to argue that what what can this manager do? But it's funny because those same people were the ones who were having a full on go of Frank Lampard for trying mm. to do something that, granted, we weren't great at either, um, and I'm not one or the other i just want sean dykes to go this is what we're doing and the players to understand it because he might be saying it and ian Wall might be saying it, and steve stowe might be saying then players don't seem to have a clue what they're doing and i don't buy i've said this before i do not buy this argument that everton can't play football i just don't buy it because it was proven last night by a team prop on the legal that no matter what level of play you're at if you actually mm. understand what you're trying to do you can actually play football and you can try to knock it about a little bit. But the varying like rates of success with what you're doing. But in that first 45 minutes, we were 40 minutes in. We hadn't had a single touch in their box against the team propping the, the league up. And like, like I was saying about Doncaster, we've played in cup ties against lower league opposition before. 
and elbows are being flying. Yeah. The crowd are horrible. They're throwing. Like when we played Fleetwood last year, that Blair to fullback for them mm. put about six of our players in the stand. He was mm. a dog. Blonde, bleached, bloody head. I yeah. can't even remember his name. He was horrible. They kicked shite out of us. And we had to work our way through it. We won the game. They went like that last night, Doncaster. No. They tried. They, all they were doing, Grant McCann got them. Make sure you get in the faces, work hard. They were, they were quicker to the ball. The mm. players tried to play. The crowd enjoyed it. They played really well. And without taking anything away from them, because I wouldn't, they, they played really well. We just didn't match anything. And when we did get the ball, we just looked like we, we mm. just didn't know what to do with it. Well, the thing for me is it looks like a League 2 game between two League 2 sides <laughs> in the yeah. first 45 minutes, yeah. and people might think that's being a bit dramatic, but it goes back to what you say. The reason Doncaster were having the better of it weren't because they were making it horrible, mm. and they were a much lesser team, just throwing everything at the wall, trying to get the better of us, trying to make it horrible for us. They just looked like a better side with more of an idea mm. than Everton, and that's because there was a complete absence of understanding on that pitch on Everton's side of it there was no moves there was no on the pitch relationships between midfielders no understanding of when I get this ball this player's going to turn and run and I'm going to play it out wide mm. to him there was nothing like that there's just this sort of belief of oh, we're better than these yeah. so we don't really need to think of anything we need to do to actually get a hold on this game mm. and don't get me wrong the ability in that Everton side should be enough to get through that game at 80% mm. But it wasn't even that. It, it was half of that. It, it, there was very little plan, like you say, and how are we going to break this team down? It doesn't need to be anything intricate. It doesn't need to be a Pep Guardiola level 400 pass move. <laughs> but there needs to be some sort of idea of, OK, how are we going to progress in this game? How are we going to get up the pitch? And that can't just be just punting it long and we'll see what happens. You can play long balls, mm. but what are you going to do with that long ball? Yeah. What are you going to do with the second ball when you pick it up? Who's going to pick up that second ball and then who's it going to? Yeah. We didn't think that far ahead at all, did we? And we were so slow. You could, you didn't see the manager saying, play quicker. Mm. Everything was like, knock it in, I'll just take it. It was almost like, I'll just keep hold of it because I'm better than him and I'll just decide in a minute. And they were like, we're going to make it difficult for you to play. And mm. That's what teams do and, and you know that's what we should be doing in the Premier League to better teams working as hard as that and that you can show how you can knock a team off the stride no one grabbed that game by the scruff of the night I felt sorry for Chimiti he made a couple of runs in behind me didn't throw thread the ball through he was like looking he's got to learn how to keep hold of the ball a little bit when he's getting bullied but he, he was he was trying to move Lewis Dobbin didn't have a good night but at what point should they have switched over him and Dan Juma just mixed the game up a little bit. Have a, give the other fullback something to think there's about. A, now. There's a lack of amb ambition that. in the team as well. Like like because it was coming back off Schmitty in that first half, players weren't willing to gamble, which mm. was diff obviously different difference in the second half. But things were just bouncing off people. I mean, Patterson and Michalenko, they were horrendous. Like mm. you can understand why Patterson got the hook. Like he was terrible. Yeah, he was terrible, and Michalenko wasn't much better. And you can give him an excuse because he's being out. But they sort of set the tone. Mm. You know, the whole back four looked nervous. Ben Godfrey is a shadow. Most expensive back oh my, four. yeah. He is, ben Godfrey is a shadow of oh, what we what we thought we were getting. He's so nervous on the ball. He's so rash in his decision making. And it feeds across the whole back line. And if they're not getting forward, if they're not helping Alza that settle down a Dobbin who's young or a Schmidt who's playing his first start, 
Midfield, no one really breaking from midfield either. So we're not going up in numbers, we're not gambling. And the only real moment we had was a simple little one-two with mm. Dan Juma and, and, and the core, I think it was. And Dan Juma really should do better. He should add it to target or pull it back. And he does he does neither really. And it was just again, it's like you've seen before, it's like what should happen is you should have an, a way of playing, and any if you swap players in and out, it shouldn't matter because you've worked on it a million times, and that's the worry, isn't it? I'm hoping that settles down because we've got a centre forward we can mm. play off, yeah. and maybe that all settles down, and you know how you're going to play yeah. week in and week out because that centre forward is so important. But like you're talking about dice before, and it's like, what is the plan? Like really, what is the plan for this football team? You know, because you've been you've been at the club since since you know late January, February. Yeah. It has to start settling down into something so people can recognise it. Because like you were saying about, or you said it, Jack, about Doncaster, Doncaster got less play, lesser players but understood what they were doing. Yeah. So what they were doing was more effective than what we were yeah. doing. And that's what it's, it's a team. It's why it's a team. Mm -hmm. Team sports. It's not individuals. Everton just looked to me. I've said it all season. Like 11 lads have turned up. Yeah. And they've just gone, go and have a game and see what works. You can't play like that. Better teams just destroy you. I'd call it an all-star. Like an all-star team. Yeah. That would be uh, against the trade description, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? Would be, yeah, it um, But that's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like you've just all turned up on a Saturday morning and, mm -hmm. and someone's gone, anyone want to give a footy? You just don't know each other's mm -hmm. names. Just go out and see if one is good enough to open it up and it wasn't good enough players I mean the manager well, did make changes and at the end he went well the younger lads mate I'm sorry you don't be trying to pin that on Dobbin Chimitty and Patterson why we were terrible all the the players you had in that team are very experienced and they were the ones letting you down Decore was shocking your two centre backs awful Michalenko's an international poor these are poor performances Onana I actually think O'Nana was the only one he was trying to affect it but he just wasn't doing it very well James Garner was really poor like Jekyll and I the first half shocking and I think that probably puts to, to bed the, the talk of him replacing J Drisha Garner game midfield mm. but when he went right back looked very good so the two sides of that it was those players Dan Juma done nothing against lead two opposition you know they, he can have a go with Chimitty and Dobbin and, and Patterson these young lads have got to understand what it's like to play for Everton. Your, your experienced players were the ones letting you down, mate. Well, there was 11 poor players on the pitch, wasn't there? And not all of them were young. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, we went behind. We went behind. And it, to me, this just summed up. They'd already had a moment where they cut the ball back and the lads skied it and he should have scored. We went behind to, and it summed it up. We've got the, we've got the stills here. Let's have a look at them. It's just they've, they've taken a quick short corner, the two lads. There's a big gap on the edge of the box, as you can see. And on the next one, as the ball comes, with the lad onto his left foot, I've got Abdelai Decore circled with the goal scorer, Ironside. So we can see Ironside. So I'll just mark the shirt because he's next to me. Take it on one. No, Decore still circled, decides to leave Ironside on his own, who's now behind Michael Keane. And then as the, the kid goes to header him, we take it on again. Ironside, who still hasn't really moved, is flying through the air. And there's the core circle towards the edge of the penalty area. And he heads it past Pickford. And at first, I was thinking, should Pickford have come for it? I've looked back. It, it, if he comes for it, he risks giving the penalty away like he did against Watkins. Abdelai Decore, that's your man, mate. You're next to him when the ball's coming in. Don't leave him and go to the edge of the box and then turn around and look to blame someone else. Deal with it. If he isn't your man off a corner, then you have the discussion with whoever it is. It was so basic. 
And a few minutes later, they had another one on Pickford. That's to make a shake. Could have been two nil. Mm. And that to me just summed up that first half of something that basic. You're marking the player, and you just vacate it and go somewhere else. It's school, but it's, I'd, I'd even be doing school children a disservice by saying it's a, it's a you know a school kids mistake. It was pathetic. Yeah. Um, I mean, the lad was like four yards offside. Oh, he was. Like, listen, he was offside, but for clarity, they should have had the penalty at 1-0. It was handball by Michalenko, it was in, and it hit his hand. It was a penalty. So we got a, we didn't get away with that. We got away with the one when they show. Let's, we, we can't really bleat about that. Yeah. It was offside. It was a penalty at 1-0. should have been 2-0. So. The thing for me isn't even necessarily the specifics of the goal they've scored. It was the fact that the goal coming was inevitable. Yeah, you know no, the fact absolutely. that you're in a position where mm. Doncaster always looked like they were going to score first yeah. for me is the problem here. Yeah. And yet the goal in question was offside, but then you know we got away with a penalty yeah. a few minutes later. So mm. it was, it's the same thing. And either way, they were going to be one nil up. It just yeah. you know the ref was lying wrong, yeah. didn't he? But yeah, the fact we were ever in a position where Doncaster it looked inevitable they were mm. going to go one nil up is the problem here. But that doesn't that you know that what we've just shown there. And again, I'm. I could be doing the manager and the coaching staff at this service here, right? But this was something I was sold on with Dice when people told me what we'd get. Well, great offset plays, great defensively offset plays. And yet, we've seen against Wolves, we've seen against Fulham, just people not marking people, and we lose goals. Villa, we decided to play our part in all four of their goals. Last night, that is basic. That Doncaster haven't done anything special. They've gone short, short, lads at the edge of the box and he puts a ball into the penalty area. Anyone should be able to defend against that. And yet... Defensively, we're a mess. I mean, I don't... That, that looks like... That set piece looks like by design, though. You can't tell me that the core has just done that from his own back. I just don't understand why you would run out there. Because it's not... He's not even close to that. I think he's running out because he'll have been told if we clear it, you break. Well, that, you cannot leave no, I know, but, own open. No, I know, but maybe... But if it is by design, then that's even worse. Because mm. because if that's by design... I, I, the defensive side of our game is horrendous at times as well. Because we're not sure at the back. We're not... We're not... Um, you look at us and just think, we don't keep cleaning sheets. Where's this, like, dice defensive, like, masterclass that we're supposed to set pieces defensively and offensively? We look poor, even though we, we started offensively well in dice's tenure. We, yeah, that's we gone did, missing. Yeah. We the, the set pieces themselves are really bad. The deliveries are really bad. And it, it but what, what's weird is, is there's like, there hasn't been a push really, or doesn't seem to be a push of brought anyone into rectify because I'll be honest with you, I'm terrified if we if we if we haven't got Tarkowski yeah. or Brantwaite. I'm t- I'm terrified by them too. They they're not Michael Keane and, and and Ben Godfrey are not good enough. They're not good enough whatsoever. Nowhere near good enough. Nowhere near good enough for the Premier League. You know, Michael Keane is like a like a goal machine. When he's in, the opposition just score. Mm-hmm. And Ben Godfrey is is so rash. In his decision making, and the way he just like there's no calmness about him at all. So you're talking now about Brantwaite and Tarkowski have to play in every game, and that's maybe one of the reasons why they didn't play last night because mm. the manager knows that. 
But I'd be desperate to bring another one in. I really would. You know, it's not something that we can just patch up. No. You know, it's not something we can we can just deal with. We I think we really should have got another one in. And um, defensively, we look we do we look we've looked a mess in every game. The the stats are there to prove it. Mm. It's a it's a you know and and the full power. Nathan Patterson has started the season horrendously. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't cover that up. You can you can. You can look at the reasons people play in front of him, but I, I, I keep saying this about him. Last night on the ball, he does sure. not look, he does not look confident in himself no. at all. No. He, it's like he second guesses everything mm. he does. You can see the cogs ticking in his head, and that's but he like, wasn't doing that. But Why no, is no, he doing it now. Because, but... Maybe it's because he's so nervous about getting an injury or putting him in a, himself in a situation. Mm. Maybe that's it because it is. But when you go back, you go back twelve months and look at the player. There was a tenaciousness yeah, about yeah. him in the uh, everything he did. Forward, wanted yeah. to get forward. I'm not seeing that in him at all, mm. and his performances are dire. And I, I, I did say to a couple of weeks ago about we were doing um, round the tower show and said, when will, when will he move Garner to mm. right back? Because I, I, I did think it was there's a there's a calmness about Garner, mm. whereas at, at the moment. Passes, There's a willingness to get forward. Passerson just Passerson just looks dead nervous. Mm. And on the other side, you've got Michalenko, and I've never rated Michalenko. But when it's it's between him and Ashley Young for our left back position, suddenly at the in defence, we look we look oof, that's mm. and, and you'll you're now going, God, can't wait for Seamus to come back. That's that's I think I think no, listen. Uh, Patterson at the weekend was all right, and his numbers proved that. But in possession, he, he does look shot at the moment, and he wasn't like this. So you're right; it could be confidence, it could be fear of injury. I don't know. But James Garner just said to Jack on the, another show we've done, I'd be worried if I was him because James Garner went there and showed them everything he should be mm -hmm. doing. Garner wanted to play forward; he wanted to get forward. He put crosses into the box, nearly scored the goal himself. There was a great block by the lad. He got him, I think, mm. that was a 2-1, I think, or like to make it 3-1. The kids got across me, the great block from Everything you want your right-back to be doing, that's what Patterson has got to do. It's great being physically good and a good athlete. You've got to start, to, you have to become a winger, really, as a right-back now, and he's got to work on that side of his game, and he's got to be looking at James Garner and go, what's he done well? I need to be doing that, because at the moment, as Ped's saying, he's going that way rather than that way. Well, if we are going with the theory of Nathan's Patterson's struggles are clearly influenced by whatever he's dealing with mentally, whether that's, you know, his bad performances are getting on top of him mm. and that's making him play worse and it's a double-edged sword, or, you know, he is worried about injury, whatever it is, that for me just favours the argument that he should come out the firing line for a bit. I don't think he's a flop of a transfer, you know, no. I still think he could be Everton's right back, could still play a lot of games this season. But I just think for the time being, for two weeks, I'd like to see him come out the team. Mm. Just get away from it all, because the more he struggles, the more the fans will point it out. Mm. And that's only natural. If he's going to go away with Scotland. He yeah. generally has a good time with Scotland. So it, It's not a case of, like, uh, there's too many people put too much emphasis on, like, like you were saying, Jack, about, like, like, uh, is he a flop? Or you, should, you look at the what's right in now and yeah. go, is he playing but well? No. Is there someone who can take his place? Yes. Mm. Then that's, that sometimes is the difference. Mm. James Garner will see chances playing become less and less when the likes of Harrison and McNeil come back. Seeing he, so can he force his way into midfield? Well, he didn't prove to me last night he can force his way into midfield. Mm. So where's the option? Well, right back paid all summer in a, in the Champion Euro Championships. Won a won um you know won the final with them mm. playing at right back. The lad can play it. That will be the natural um 
position for him to drop into, mm. and that's that's football. Yeah, yeah. That's football. When someone when someone's better than you or playing better in that moment, they get the shirt. Mm. That's just the way it is. Patterson then has to go away and fight for that position, yeah. and that's all it comes down to. So mm. not favourites, not about being a flop. It's just in this moment right now, Patterson might need. That's- Patterson might need some time out the team. Like you saying, Jack, go away with Scotland, f- find a different perspective because mm-hmm. gets to play for Scotland, gets to do things slightly different and come back and go, I'm going to win that chair back. And that's sometimes all it takes. Well, that's, that's what you want. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Your squad, don't yeah. you? You want players scrapping. You don't want it to be you play no matter what because that brings complacency in. The dip in performance and that. Well, this is where it's, it's, it's but, what exactly what we need to create right the way through the squad. We don't have it in every position. Yeah, but that's what the Corey mentioned this week. We need players. Why? Because players like to be challenged. Mm. They like someone in training and pushing them. And it brings the most out the of edge, them. Isn't yeah, of course it the, is. These lads are at elite level in sport, and to get elite level in sport is competition. It's edge. It's something that mm. fires you every day. I'm determined. You're not getting the best of me. If you know you're playing. It, there will be a dip. It's only the very, very top level players that ever stay at that level for as long as they do, which is why they're where they are. Um, oh, no, we had one decent move right on half time. Ball into Chimit. He held it up well, laid it off when Onana forced a good save from the keeper. We needed changes at the break. The manager put Patricia Garner Gay on. Ashley Young and Beto came on for Chimit. And immediately we saw every, anyone who complains about Garner. Patricia, mm. I don't know what you're seeing when you talk about taking him out of Armourfield because he knits Armourfield together. Does he give some stupid passes away at times? Yeah, he does. But then the others do. Garner come on and got hold of the game, like you said, Ped, and, and drove us forward. And all of a sudden, don't get me wrong, the first 20 minutes of the second half weren't great no. by any stretch, but we had... We had a little bit of a grip in midfield for the first time. We still didn't do anything with it early on. But he was everywhere, wasn't he? And he was winning tackles and he was trying to get us playing a little bit. And slowly but surely, Beto started knocking people about and was a presence for us and got himself involved early on. Knocked someone over, you know, bounced around, got a little bit of a run and a turn on someone. And you thought, he actually looks lively. And... The next minute we did start to overtake them because they their fans in the first half were singing Premier League, you're having a laugh, they were spot on. But second half I thought that was our fans. <laughs> uh, probably us as well, yeah. I thought it was our singing against sacked in the morning. Um but second half with them on we did take over. Well, I'm glad someone's ice broke one of his uh, worst habits as Everton manager and making uh, leaving it too late to make changes. Mm. You know, there's still a lot you can criticise Sean's ice over for last night, don't get me wrong. But I'm glad he didn't leave it till after an hour like mm. he normally does. For once, at, the, at least there's that. And having Gway in the middle of the park immediately just gave us more of that control, that mm. thing we all thought we were missing. Yeah. Breaking up their play, giving them less confidence on the ball and having an experienced older head in there. You know, he, he's not pulling out 40-yard crossfield passes, but he does make intelligent passes. Mm. And that straight away just gave us that little bit we were missing and you know, we shouldn't have been missing it because we were playing Doncaster yeah, yeah. and no disrespect to them, but a League Two side. But we were missing it, so we made the change and then, like you say, having Beto up front, pulling the trigger on him, he only signed earlier in the day mm. or the, the day before even, yeah. sorry. But, you know, being able to commit to that, don't wait for him to be dice fit and do <laughs> he's got to do seven training sessions of Finch Farm before he can get a look in. Bring him on, he's been at the club for a day, give him 45 minutes and immediately, you know, a more mobile striker making them runs in behind, that's an outlet straight away, that's mm. something you can aim for. You've got to move then. 
it, it's one move, but it's more moves than we had. Yeah, Chimiti looked like a kid, didn't he, in the first half? He really did. He looked like a kid just playing up against... You know, he, he would have felt... But I always feel like mentally in these games, we're young players, certainly young players who've come in from abroad. They just don't know that the way our system works over here. They don't know that the point of these games is that they will always feel like they're going to win. That's the thing about our league compared uh, compared to other countries. Is doesn't matter who you play, they always think they've got an opportunity. Certainly mm. at home, and you could feel that. Timothy had been going down too easy and stuff, and yeah, Bethel made a massive difference. But on Garner Gay, you just. He looked like a Premier League player. Yeah, he did. No one else looked like a Premier League. Like, they were getting... He just come in and went, I'm going to win every 50-50. Mm. I'm going to stop your momentum. And as soon as he came on, he just he just, he just just stopped them moving forward. Mm. Got hold of the ball, played it simple. And then if we lost it, he won it back. And he, he looked like a Premier League and player. And we had then James Garner pushing right on and taking well, it, us up the pitch. What it did was, yeah, what it did was, it actually said to someone like Dan Juma, you can play higher. Because you don't have to worry because we're going to just sit in there half. Whereas that wasn't there in the first half. So um, let's just have a look at let's have a look at Garner's stats. Let's anyway. have a look at his stats from last night. There you go. 45 minutes, 86% passing accuracy. Two key passes, won 100% of his duels. And is that, how many tackles is that? Three tackles. Three tackles. And yeah, look at his heat map. We, you know, he was getting the ball back exactly where you want him to and he was all over the pitch and he gave us that focal point, that base, the axis there which allowed Onana to start getting forward, the core dropping into pockets and getting older the ball. Ashley Young helped us because that his experience of just calming the play down, going, no, I'll have the ball. Because mm. um, other players have been given it and the minute someone come at them, they were like, I don't want it. Or, or you know, or they were like, they didn't know what to do with it and then players, did Beto did come on and go? I'm gonna knock you about. I'm a big lad, you know. He's knocking them over. He's gone on a run and he's winning headers and flicks and and all of a sudden their centre backs are thinking, oh, I'm in a game here, you know. And that's that's I think it's great for Chimiti because you look and go right. There's the level I've got to get to. I'm a big lad as well. Now can I use me me height and can I use me body the way he does? He's got to grow into that. A few KFCs obviously have helped him, um, but we did look a little bit more like it. And we saw the power of his running, and we got ourselves a goal, of course, from it. And it was uh, we've got the stills here for the goal, and and this is what Beto gives us. If we just look at the first one here, we've got Beto setting off, and this is something we didn't have in the first half. We've got is obviously he's the short arrow making the run, and the core knows that he can put it back in to that area in behind the fullback. We take it on one, and there he is getting ahead of him now. And you can see for the first time we've got Dan Juma breaking as well, so we've mm. got two. Take it on again. Goalkeeper comes out. He can either go sweaty, FIFA sweaty, and roll it square. But no, he's a goal scorer. Wants to score himself. We take it on again. He just toe pokes it past the goalkeeper. It's a lovely little finish. And there he is giving it the full Samuel Eto first Everton goal celebration with the ball under his arm and waving. And he was delighted, and the crowd were delighted, which is exactly what you want. And we were back in the game. And from that moment. I'm watching it with my dad and my track and I'm like, yeah, we'll win this now. It's, this is it now. I expect it to be three, maybe four one. And, and it almost played out like that. A few minutes later, we have a great run by Garner on the overlap, lovely cross, and he crashes it at against the post. And we just looked totally different, yeah. Jack, didn't we, from that moment. Yeah, that goal gave us the confidence, didn't it, to actually mm. act like a Premier League team yeah. in this type. But that, for me, not only that goal, but that move as a whole is down to the striker. So yeah. It requires him to make that run, not only mm. make the run, but do it well, time yeah. it right. 
and the strikers in the Everton squad who don't make that run. Yeah. I think it's fair to say, does it right? Times it excellently. Good ball by the core, right? By all means, but still, that move's not on it. But it's a simple ball for the core, right? Because you're just hitting the space. You're hitting, this is not something that, oh, Beto did this because it was against Doncaster. But this is what he does in Serie A. He makes those runs. It's his game, isn't when, it? Once he starts running with the pace and pair, that gives us a little bit of an insight into a different way yeah, of playing. and we'd already seen it, haven't we? Because he he got down the right-hand side where the linesman said it was out. And yeah, again, the same, yeah. the linesman, yeah. It was a cracking ball. It was a cracking ball. We had a tapping in the yeah, yeah. if it had been yeah. mad, absolutely mad. Now he knows how to get behind. behind mm. and, and obviously, listen, it's it's um, lead to opposition. Premier League will be completely different. Yeah. But... It's someone you just felt like there was a presence mm. up front. Just felt like we had finally got someone up front who mm. understands how to put himself about, how to run the channels. Early, early, there's someone to aim at, as you mm. mentioned. I, I actually disappointed here. I mean, I know we're all disappointed here at the post, but I was disappointed in. I thought he, he should have smashed that in the top corner. I know, but honestly, I think yeah, on another no, day he will yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Another day, he'll be disappointed with mm. that, I yeah. think. I actually like what I liked about the goal was. It came a minute after he'd had that swing and a miss. Oh, that was, yeah. And everyone was laughing at him. Mm. And I almost felt like he went, Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, see, you in I'll see you in a minute and I'll show you lot. And it was like there was a, the team, he was determined to get a goal. And the ball, grab the ball on that. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Like, and right mentality. I think um, the manager's touched on it in a press conference today. It's like that, that attitude of, like, I will run into a, you're just knocking a ball into a channel. I'll go. Yeah. I want to run. I want to do it. I'll knock you about. This is a lad who, again, Listen, for anyone watching, going overboard because it, it was Doncaster lead to all of that. But we've seen this in Serie A with them and sometimes when those players come up through the unconventional route, this is what made Jamie Vardy so good. He, he hadn't had a silver spoon in his mouth and all his initials on a training gear when he was an embryo and his boots made for him and all. He had to fight to get it. This kid's working in KFC four years ago. Wants to do the hard yards, wants to run in behind. He's, he's come on then, I'm up for it, I'm a big lad. And once he gets going, someone's running at pace. This is why Erlen, again, probably shouldn't put them in the same sentence, but when Haaland's in full flight because of his physical mm. size, he's difficult to, to stay with. This kid's six foot four, runs, is quick. Because he is strong, it's difficult to stop. And that's why in the Premier League, he still will be a handful. Whether he scores goals, we'll yeah. see. But he will be a handful. And that handful means that you can get bodies around him. And people will knock that ball thinking he can get that. And then we'll follow it. If you're knocking a ball and thinking, our centre-forward ain't getting that, you're not going to commit. And I thought that gave us a little bit of a different option last night. And, and he ends up with, if Patricia Garner gay rolls one to him a little bit earlier, yeah. he, he, he scores again and he does eventually score these offside. But he, he was a real positive, wasn't he? Let's have a look at, at his stats from the game last night. Uh, 45 minutes played, four shots he had, which I think was the most. Um, one goal, one 100% of his aerials. He was put two tackles in as well. And you see, like obviously, he dropped into those pockets, but quite central as well running in and obviously in and around the middle of the goal as well and that was a a, a really good start for him and it's great i think jack for the center forward to, to get off the mark on your debut because it calms everyone down immediately doesn't it? yeah definitely and he had a great game didn't he and whether the ability shown last night translate over to the premier league mm. remains to be seen because we haven't seen him in the premier league yet but yeah. what we are seeing from beto that i think we'll always get based off what he's shown last night and how he's speaking and how he's 
carried himself his hard work is making those runs that's clearly his style of play and even on games where he doesn't have the best game technically wise you know he might miss a chance and that they'll always get the running from him bad luck but you know he said today that i can't promise goals i can promise hard work and that's i love that about him and he is it listen me and Piv were talking about him a while ago. I think we, we both described him as like, like a scruffy type of centre. He's not like aesthetically like pleasing in terms of his first touch. You know? It's not bad, but he is a little bit of hustle and bustle. I don't mind that. And Everton have always, throughout my life of watching Everton, we've always had a physically dominating centre forward. Even our great, our great teams, the greatest ever Everton team, are Graham Sharp and Andy Gray. Yes, there was the there was the agent Heath. He was he was smaller. We had the the pace of Gary Lineker alongside the you know Graham Sharp and and we had edges off that even recent times. Romelu Lukaku was a big physical presence, better footballer I would say than better, but that physical presence. I think what he does is Duncan, he, you know, he shoots that. he shoots what Dyche wants to do, doesn't yeah, he? Of course, you know, yeah. we're not going to be playing flowing football through the midfield we're going to be getting it wide we're going to be playing it down the channels we're going to be looking for someone to scrap and fight and not give up on situations what he does though Ped because he will run in behind though he gives you that pass that we can thread yeah, you yeah. through and cause you big so he, he will I think he will encourage and we've seen that from Onana in a few games this season that early ball that's at least People, we saw it. Dan Juman at the weekend was just offside. Mopai against Fulham. So if he makes those runs, it low. Yeah, I think he's got the out. pace to get behind people yeah, as well, yeah. and therefore people will be encouraged to play that ball in behind. Yeah, he's not going to give anyone an easy day, is he? Any centre arse an easy day? No. They're going to know they've played against someone who's who's a bit of a workhorse who understands. Um, the hard work is 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 the most important key, thing, yeah. you know, and. He has had that trajectory, so it's going to be very interesting. Hopefully, he gets off to a good start on Saturday, and and then obviously a couple of weeks for the international break. And you, you just want you just, the best thing is you you just want a, a player who's come in who's, who people are, are expecting to do things to do to change the momentum of a game where it's mm. looking so bad. It was almost like perfect last night because it was so bad. You bring someone in and he does change the momentum of it. And and being a while again, mm. and this is just on this game. Don't do not. This is not what I'm saying will happen for every time. But it's been a while since we've had a striker who come on and just grab the game on his own and turn the game around, hasn't it? And that's what he did last night. Uh, obviously, Dan Juma came into it then mm. because he had a, yeah. a presence up with him and he, he hit the crossbar. Yeah. You know, it's, he's trying to whip it and he looked. A, he was looking a bit livelier. Um, and he got himself a nice little goal. We got Maupai on the pitch, yeah. dropping into his maybe his number 10 role. Yeah. Maybe, you know, he could be the, the key, the Hammers, Hammers Maupai. Who knows? Um, but he got an assist. He, he he got on the ball and linked the play quite nicely when he had someone ahead of him. I'm not saying that's it. Now keep him and do all the. I imagine the lad wants to move on to play games, but he did play his role in the Dan Juma goal. Good little ball in, nice layoff to Dan Juma. He took it on. It was a lovely finish back across the keeper. Didn't give the goalie a chance, and great for him to to get off the mark with his mm. with his first Everton goal. Yeah, definitely. I think he's needed that Dan Juma mm. as well. You know, he didn't have the greatest first half. I think mm. a, a more confident, informed Dan Juma takes that chance he had in the first half that he should have done better with. Yeah, and that's from Alpe as well. Look, he's going out mm. anyway. And yes, it was against Doncaster, but in the role Alpe played, and he played better against Doncaster than he would have 
played in a, the typical striker role yeah. oh, than he yeah. would have against Doncaster. Yeah. So even if you are judging it through that scope, you have got to look at, well, he's been played in his preferred position and he's done better. Mm. So although he doesn't have a future at Everton, it, it just speaks more volumes about the suitability of that signing, doesn't yeah. it? It shows get, yeah. he's not necessarily an awful player, but he's playing in a role that he's awful in. Doesn't, but just doesn't suit him, does it? And he did, he done all right, didn't he, when he come on? Yeah, he did fine. Linked it up, linked the play well. It's just over 24 hours, isn't it? So, will he, will he move? I mean, that's a big if, isn't it? It's a big if. I mean, I I'm sure see. if there's a loan or something, mm. he probably would. Um, but if he goes, he goes. I mean, said he, he'd done his part when he mm. came on. He'd done his part in the goal. It's not like, I mean, the thing about Mopai is, it's not like he doesn't try. No. Just things just don't come off for him. Mm. He just, like, nothing he seems to do ever works. He, we've said, haven't we, he's, he's defo would be always better than a two. And if yeah. you've got that, if that two is one year alongside that the big unit, like, by Beto's knocking people about. I mean, that one when he went in the 50-50, Beto and the kid well, was the, spinning in mid-air. Well, that's the point, though, it, isn't it? It was that kind of thing. That's the point we're playing. We've brought Beto in and... Mopai's been played in the same position. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like that's what that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense, does it? So mm. you can sit and you can criticize Mopai enough. Can't we all have? But that's the that's if you look at it, look at that's the player who's supposed to play in that role, not Mopai. Mm. And I think the manager said as well today in the press conference, he was asked about Dominic Calvert Lewin. Does that take mm. the pressure off Dominic Calvert Lewin? And what, and what it does. Is it does take the pressure off him, but, but what the manager said, and he was right in this when he said it, was well, what it does is it gives us another option in that role mm-hmm. because you should have players who can challenge each other. Will there be occasions when I tell you what, I wouldn't like to play against the pair of them in a game, the other back to the Bruce brothers and mm-hmm. all that? Imagine those two would give you a hard time, wouldn't they? Or front, but it, it's great because if we can get them fully fit. Again, well, he will be fully fit soon, and he's available. And then you have got Chimiti as well. You got three lads who are all over six foot of your strikers, and all of a sudden you can go, "Oh, I understand what they're trying to do here." And it is great for Don that mm. we don't, you know, if there isn't a, a situation where he's running on the red, and you're thinking he could do yeah. it just being sub today, we don't have to flog him. Just see if he can do an hour because you've got this fella or whatever, and that can only help us surely. Yeah, and like you say, we've got three strikers now all of a similar mould. They've mm. got different aspects of the game. You know, yeah. Beto's a running behind type of striker. Mm. Carbert Lewin, a little bit more of a poacher. Chimiti seems to be more about his movements, mm. like just even the ball into feet. But they're all over six foot, all decent in the air. Mm. Same type of striker allows us to play a certain way. And not, if we're missing one of them, have to change everything yeah. and change to something that doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what's crippled us. I do admit, though, I want Dom to play on Saturday in a mask. And him to score the goal and Dobbin to get the assist. So then the headline can be Batman and Dobbin. Mm. Would be good. That would be good. You haven't that, Jeff? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that would be good. How long did it take you to think of that? Just thought off the top of my head there. Nah, See the way I crowbar that into the conversation. Crowbar then, Dom scoring yeah. against his boy or club yeah. at Bramalea, yeah. obviously, would be, would be lovely. And they're the blades as well. And so, you know what I mean? It's all, all, it's all comes things, together. You've know, lost me now. Well, that's it. Don't worry. Don't worry about um, it. But yeah, listen, let's have a look at the match stats from the game. Um, there you go, Doncaster won ever. 15 attempts. 15 shots. Well, hang on, at one stage, the shot count was 14-3 no. after an hour. So Everton done well to... At one point, we had been in their box. In. No, we're not. So we've reined that back in. Both had five on target. Everton had five big chances oh, yeah. to Doncaster's one. 
and that the Blues finished with 60% of the possession. Listen, it wasn't a great performance by Everton. It was better in the second half. We've won the game. We've scored some goals. We got in only... In the true Carabao Cup, yeah. the way it's treated Everton and yeah, this yeah. competition, we got a of a draw mm. in the next round. Mm. We could have had Sutton at home, but no, we got sent to Aston Villa. There you go, you've got to play them at some stage. Um, and we just move on now. We've got a game at the weekend, a big game. You've got to get something out the game. Mm. Got to go and win early. But we've got yeah. to get something out the game and then into the international break. If Everton can win at the weekend by hook or by crook, get the result. We go into that international break off the back of two wins. Harrison back, McNeil back after a break. Uh, Dom up to speed. The manager's name-checked Delhi as well today, saying he'll be ready after the break. Who knows what business Everton may do between now and, and the deadline as well. Mm. And by the time we play Arsenal at Goodison, we could be in a totally different... Yeah, but no one else. Arsenal at home, we normally beat them for R five on a Saturday mm -hmm. night. If 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 you're coming off the back of two wins and some new faces and people back in the squad, Goodison will feel totally different that night. Backs to the world job, you know what it is. But that's how seasons can change. Mm -hmm. Listen, last night at one stage was the most horrific I've ever seen ever. True. Just to go with your, no. you know, Batman and Dobbin yeah. and your tattoo on your arm. Yeah. Sometimes it's darkest just before dawn. So. It is. Leto, Beto and Dan Juma are, are, are just opening the can mm. so that new dawn mm. Very a terrible so. way to finish. That's <laughs> it. Let us know what you think in the comments section below. We won a game and, and listen, sometimes you've just got to accept the good things when you're in that moment. Thanks for watching. See you later.